Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. My God, I'm all over the place. Gotta leave in 20 minutes. She is out of control. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Damn. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone, including me, a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and uh, it's day four, y'all. It's day four of this writing challenge. Uh, It is around 4.59 p.m. here in Connecticut. And I'm realizing it takes me longer than I thought to do these because I I get into it. I like get into the flow state. I'm always thinking, okay, I'm going to do it in 30 minutes. And then I look up and it's been an hour. And that's always a good sign. It scares me. That's how I get when I'm video editing. I used to pull all-nighters and I would start editing at like 9 p.m. And I would not look up again until like eight in the morning and it was because i was just so entranced in what i was doing which is dope but also concerning because like what's she doing spending all night long working i don't even see it as work i literally don't see it as work uh but it's it's dangerous but i guess why it's dangerous it's because you could spend your whole life doing this beautiful blessing and a curse blessing and a curse My uh, siblings are going to be recurring characters in these podcasts because they inspire me a lot when it comes to creativity, art, persistence. And it's funny because they both have the same thing. It's almost like an addictive personality when it comes to making what they make. My brother's always, always, always on his iPad making amazing illustrations. My sister is always, she travels with a keyboard. Like this woman literally pulls up to your house with a keyboard and I get it because when I start writing or editing I get into the same headspace but funny enough today's entry is all about me not actually considering myself a creative and struggling with imposter syndrome it's a topic that I was suggested by not only my brother who I talk about but uh Talene remember I said the Joe Club facilitator she she asked me the way she asked me she was like Joe can you please talk about you not thinking you're a creative because you're obviously super creative but if you know me you know I've had this like lifelong struggle and this is what I'm gonna write about today I think I'm changing my perspective and that's good news that we can outgrow imposter syndrome so that's the goal let's all make it a pact to work towards outgrowing our imposter syndrome because it is only holding us back and ain't nobody got time to be held back here we go. Me versus imposter syndrome. Kill the intro, sis. You know she's not your average show. Not your average show. Not your average show. Another day of empurrando com a barriga. It's a brilliant Brazilian Portuguese expression that means pushing forward with your stomach. To me, the saying always paints the visual of a person who's trying their hardest to move something very heavy forward. Their arms grow weak 
leaving them with no choice but to stick out their belly and push against this incredible weight standing in front of them, blocking their path. That's what writing this entry feels like today. Estou empurrando com a barriga. I'm pushing forward with my belly. It's day four, and it would be so nice to quit, but I won't. I asked my brother to give me a prompt for the day, and he asked me to speak about when I knew I was a professional writer. When did it feel real? Funny that he thinks I think I'm a professional writer. The question and my response to it quickly had me thinking about the menace to all potential, imposter syndrome. Apparently, even the most talented people struggle with knowing their worth and fighting to get compensated for what they deserve, be it financially, with titles, and overall respect. There's an unhealthy amount of people who do not fully understand their worth. Maybe you listening are one of them. Both my siblings knew their calling from childhood. There's footage of my sister holding a broomstick singing, lighting up the room with performance at around age three. In the background of these home videos were impressive paintings and drawings that my brother made decorating the walls. He must have been around seven. My mom leaned into their art and invested in lessons and supplies for both of them. Creativity wasn't something her parents considered important and she wanted to give her kids the opposite experience. I too wanted to find my thing to make people gasp in awe of my talents the way my siblings did. In comes a classical childhood comparison challenge on a quest to be loved. I tried violin, took lessons for almost a decade, and was good, but not great. I played the alto sax for a few years too, juggling both orchestra and band. Music was my thing for a while until I realized I was good, but not great. I switched to languages, seemed more useful, learning high school level French and Italian, loving the workout for my brain, but when I barely passed the AP exams, it hit me yet again that I was good, but I wasn't great. All the while, I was building little businesses here and there. I opened the first school store, ran successful blood drives, and learned to turn nothing into something that somehow manifested it into very real money with no natural talent. I told my mom that she made me broken, that my siblings got their talents, but I never got mine. It was like being born into a family of magical people when you have no magic. I was just an average Joe. But I never liked the victim mentality, so I turned the entire narrative around. My philosophy became that if I didn't have talent, I'll use what I did have, which was the next best thing, using time and effort. So I worked and learned and kept growing, making small daily improvements to whatever desire my mind created and told me to cultivate. A YouTube channel, my relationships, and of course, my journals. Page after page, I wrote in secrecy about my challenges and triumphs, keeping a receipt of all of my progress, figuring one day they might come in handy. One day after many days of creating things daily, I woke up and it was like a speck of magical dust landed in my lap, changing the course of my entire career. A video went viral. I met the right person in passing, and by 2015, I was a professional creative. I was getting paid to do what I wanted to do. But of course, I still did not consider myself a creative. There was no raw, natural talent oozing out of me the way my siblings had. Teddy Roosevelt once said that comparison is the thief of joy. I agree, but comparison also pushes you to work harder and eventually become great even if the comparison is to where you once were. Truth is, I don't feel like a professional writer. Technically, I'm not. Don't you have to sell books to be a professional writer? 
This is what my imposter syndrome brain tells me. I'm not a creative. I have a business degree. I think like an engineer. I build things. For as long as I can remember, imposter syndrome fed me a spoon of bullshit that we cannot possibly be two things at once. I held on to this limiting belief my entire life. Because I guess assuming the identity of an entrepreneur meant that I didn't need to put my heart out into the world through my art. It kept my vulnerability safe, locked away inside the pages of my weathered journals. Imposter syndrome makes us limp through life. It stops us from standing tall, reaching our fullest potential. It might have been born as a result of comparison like mine, unsupportive parents or siblings, the little devil inside of our heads, or anything else that told us time and time again we were undeserving. It convinced us to believe that we were not good enough to be great. Over time, imposter syndrome has the potential to grow an aversion within ourselves to our own success. Our self-trust becomes frail, brittle even, with confidence crumbling every time we need to advocate for ourselves making celebrating ourselves and our accomplishments the last thing on our to-do lists. My brother and I talk about how immigrants are more likely to experience imposter syndrome, as well as women with our constant shrinking habits, and any other minority who understands what it is to walk into a room and feel unwanted. Because in order to survive as a quote-unquote undesirable, you have to fit the mold that was gracious enough to invite you in. Who the hell are you to rock the boat? Who the hell are you to be great? Growing up, we used to clean offices with my mom on the weekends. And there was one cardinal rule I never forgot. Do not open the check in front of the person who paid you. God forbid disappointment creeps up on your face in front of the boss. You could never risk looking ungrateful. The slightest grimace, my mom feared, would make them replace you for someone who would do the job, accept the pay, and not ask for more. It took me several years to analyze and rewire this concept of getting paid what I deserved in my brain, and it really enraged me. Of course, humility is important, but so is getting compensated for the endless hours you've invested in developing your craft, something I constantly remind myself and my siblings. I now understand why my mom said that. She was in a state of survival. She had to make sure we had enough money to eat, be clothed, and have housing, so I give her grace and even respect why she taught us to think that way. There's no room to thrive when you're too busy surviving. The irony I've learned is that usually the most deserving and hardworking people suffer from imposter syndrome. They're typically skilled, often spending a lifetime dedicated to their passions, and yet they struggle to see their worth and ask for what they deserve. Because to them, they don't see it as talent. They just see it as who they are. It's just what they do. Imposter syndrome is a double-edged sword because while it limits the rewards, it also fuels progress. It keeps extremely talented people humble, triggering them to keep improving their skills because somewhere deep down, they believe they're not good enough. Then an untalented, ungrateful, entitled person comes around with a sales pitch full of fluff and gets paid three times what you make simply because they have the balls to ask for more. It happened to me once, like a statistic laughing in my face. But it was also the moment I realized I was worth far more than I ever imagined. There's a reason why most successful people have a layer of arrogance in their demeanor. They believe in themselves, convincing others to believe in them too. While arrogance leaves a bad taste in my mouth, I do think self-belief is necessary to reap rewards. And shoot, sometimes a little dash of arrogance is even necessary to remind yourself you're the shit. 
I still struggle to believe that I'm a writer or even a creative. But when I zoom out, I can't deny the hours I've dedicated to crafting sentences, weaving context into disparate bits of information, and turning nothing into something time and time again. Maybe I'll never trust the statement that I'm a writer, but I do trust that I'll keep working on it, even if it means I'm doing it while empujando com a barriga. That is it for the day. Thank you so much for listening. I am completely running late. I have to be driving to New York City right now, but I wanted to finish this episode and it was a struggle, truly a struggle. I, I you know, think it might get easier, but shoo, I got to start a little earlier. And also I'm in hibernation mode right now. I'm like full blown a hermit and it's easy to get everything done without any distractions but this weekend i'm going to new york this is my little like caveat that we might have a delay in the podcasts but you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best i'm gonna try my best if you liked what you heard do not forget to rate the show five stars wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a review on apple podcasts please share it with a friend who suffers from imposter syndrome and let them know that sometimes we just need to push it with our bellies and keep it moving and know our worth. This is a dense topic. It was really, I wanted to keep writing about this. Just like any other piece of writing, it's never fully done. I could I could do this again and again and again and rework it and edit, but it's a sign that we are onto something, you know? Don't forget to sign up for the Joe Club newsletter. I'm linking it down below. We have really, really great content every week, free tips on journaling, writing, creative things, playlists, and we're actually going to host an imposter syndrome workshop in the coming months. One of my facilitators, Maria, is she's amazing. And of course, she suffers from imposter syndrome because as we've just read, the most successful and talented people suffer from this. And she wants to create a whole workshop to dissect this like what does this mean and how can we either change it or rework it have a new narrative about it I'm excited for it because I definitely suffer with imposter syndrome when it comes to my creative side not so much for my business side and that's something else to investigate I wonder why and the irony of all of it is that you need to be super creative to be an entrepreneur because you're creating things that sometimes never existed before, like I've said. And But I don't know, I just see it as there's a difference between being creative and being an artist, right? Like, you know, when you're producing things that are just so a part of your heart, that is being an artist in my mind. Uh, whereas like building a business, yeah, I guess it's part of my heart, but not as much, not as much. I have started bawling reading my writing in front of very talented writers and that was that was me like letting it pour out of me quite embarrassing but I like a challenge so I want to do more of it and you know how it works you me tomorrow not the same time but the same place have an above average day because you deserve it and I'll see you soon hey yo come listen to my girl man what you doing shit 
food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us. Call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.